Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. As we start off hour number two, I know a lot of you are listening in Philadelphia, in New York, uh, in Washington, D.C., or in Dallas, and you are the uh, fans of the worst division maybe in the history of the NFL, but the Eagles got a big win last night. They went on the road. They found a way to steal a victory against the San Francisco 49ers. Abundant amounts of injuries on both sides of the ball, and as a result, we come out of uh, this uh, this game in San Francisco with the Eagles in first place all by themselves at 1-2-1. and one. The Redskins are at 1-3, and three, the Cowboys are at 1-3, and three, and the Giants are at 0-4. Now, I would still make the Cowboys the favorites to win this division if you look at the rest of the schedules and how things break down. But the Cowboys can't stop anybody. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute here with Sean Merriman, uh, who is a former NFL All-Pro. But the Cowboys have given up in the last three weeks, 39, 38, and 49 points. They're basically making everybody rich just by betting the over in every Dallas Cowboy game. And I don't know how you solve that issue. We'll ask Sean Merriman here in a moment. Again, I think if you look at the schedules going forward as ridiculously bad as the Cowboys have been, you would have to make them the favorite even still. And I imagine that's what the odds makers will do when the division odds come out here soon. But I just don't know what's going to happen with the Cowboys in terms of their defense ever getting any better at all. And you also have to wonder, at some point, might the Washington football team or the Giants 
actually start to win a few of these games because as bad as things have been for the Giants, they're not even that far out of the playoffs and they're 0-4. And most of the time, 0-4 teams are ready to go ahead and start making their postseason vacation trip uh, plans. Instead, everybody in the NFC East is going to be alive for a long time to come. Joined now by Sean Merriman. Appreciate uh, him joining us. He's going to be joining us a lot on the program to talk about what's going on in the NFL. And right off the top here, Sean uh, has a brand new iHeart original podcast. It's called Lights Out with Sean Merriman. And uh, you can subscribe, rate, and review Lights Out wherever you download podcasts. It's brought to you by iHeart. Sean, so many different storylines to get into. But as a guy who played on defense in the NFL for a long time, I want to start by asking you, what in the world is going on with the Cowboy defense right now? What do you see that they're failing at? How much of it is correctable? How much of it is injuries? Because the Browns just went up and down the field on them all afternoon. You know, the Cowboys defense right now, uh, me watching, is uh, they're just lacking leadership. I think that's the biggest problem right now. Um, there's, There's no way... Uh, these things are happening. You don't have a lot of these veterans and, and, and the defensive captains, whoever they are, standing up and not allowing it to happen because, you know, I tell people all the time, playing defense is an attitude. It's a mentality. And, you know, refusing to get beat and let some of those big plays, and you see some of these guys go back to the sideline like it never happened. I mean, you, know, you look at the great teams and the great defenses, they control what happens. The players do. It's not on the coach. It's not the coordinators. They can put you in a position to make plays all day. But if you don't go make them, that's on you. So, I, you know, people are talking the defensive scheme and things like that. You got to go out and make a play, man. It needs some defense leaders to step up and make it happen over there. How much side-eye do you think there is right now in the Cowboys' locker room between the offense and the defense? Because a lot of people forget that it's almost like two different teams at times, and the offense really has to be looking around saying, man, we can't do much more than we're already doing. We're putting up over 30 every single game. The defense is costing us these games. How do you avoid it becoming an us-versus-them in the locker room where the offense is blaming the defense? Leadership. I mean, they need to have a players-only meeting and get everybody in the room, and whatever needs to happen behind closed doors needs to happen. Uh, because any time that we started playing well, when I was with the Chargers, or I, when I was uh, even with the Bills for that matter, we wasn't playing well. It was a players' meeting. We all got together, and we're going to hash it out behind closed doors. And whatever needs to be said is going to be said. So fillers get hurt. Uh, you know, there's problems with other guys. or guys not playing hard. You point up, you point their ass out in the film. You look at the film and you point them out and you get everything on the table. And that's what great leaders do on, on, on not just on defense, but any team. I don't know if you saw it late, uh, but I saw a bunch of people commenting about it on social media. But it looked like Amari Cooper went a little bit alligator arms late on that final interception that Dak threw. And I do talk to a lot of players, and they always like to say, the eye in the sky doesn't lie, right? Ultimately, the tape will tell you who's making their their reads, who's doing, who's giving every bit of effort. How uncomfortable can those film sessions be after a loss like the Cowboys just had? Very, very, and they should be, because that's the only way that thing is going to get fixed there. Uh, look, you, you can talk about Mari Kuba, but he, you know, he, did, he, played, he had a pretty good game, so you, there's always little things to point out. But as a collective and as a whole, it needs to be fixed. And, and, and that's why, for example, you have you keep a Jason Witten in the locker room. That's why you keep some of these veteran guys because yep. they're just not going to let it happen. You, you'll grab, you know, you, 
you know, I, I'll never forget. I mean, Lorenzo Neal, our fullback, you know, with the Chargers would come over to the defense, and he would get if we if we wasn't playing up the part, he would say something. LT would say something to us. There's no offensive defense. Philip Rivers will come down there on that bench, and he's yelling at the defense. I mean, it's, but that's what type of team we had. The players have to take it over, and it's only but so much a coach can do. You can call it scheme. You can call it whatever you want to. But at the end of the day, the players have to go out and make plays. We're talking to Sean Merriman. You mentioned the Chargers there, and obviously you guys had a lot of success with Danian Tomlinson with Phillip Rivers back in the day. What do you see so far from Justin Herbert? I know they lost the game against uh, the Bucks, and you don't necessarily want to get into moral victories. But, man, Justin Herbert has been really, really good in his second, third, and fourth weeks as a starter here, week two, three, and four of the NFL, particularly when you consider he had no idea he was starting week two. How would you assess his performance so far? You know, as expected. You know, before the draft, uh, during the combine, I tweeted out and I put it out there that Justin Herbert, he's the guy. He's the guy to charge the draft. He's the guy that's going to carry that team for the next five or six-plus years. Uh, so I'm I'm not surprised at all. Um, what I am surprised at that they should be pulling out some of those wins um, when you have a quarterback out there playing that well, throwing for 300 plus yards a game back to back. So um, they also have to figure it out. You know, I would love to see their uh, defensive backs step up and, and not give up big plays and and, and things that are just unimaginable, right? Especially when you got a quarterback uh, that can go out and do the things he's done so far. Phillip Rivers is now with the Colts. The Colts got a big win over the undefeated at the time Bears to get to 3-1. and one. The Bears fall to 3-1. and one. What are you seeing from him in this Colts offense, and what do you think he has left as a starting quarterback in this league? You know what's funny? Uh, you know, uh, Phillip had a terrible year last year, last year with the Chargers, and people just they're, – they're not taking note that they had a banged-up offensive line. Guys went down left and right. They were shifting in new guys every single week. Uh, so he didn't have much time to throw, throw the ball. Now, this is a guy that, that even when in his young, younger years, he couldn't run. You know, Phillip's never been a, a mobile quarterback. So you throw that, plus, you know, he's getting up there in age. Uh, he's taking a lot of hits. Of course, he's going to have a bad year. And now, seeing with the coach, they're blocking for him. I think right now he's the – second or third least hit quarterback in the National Football League. He has time to throw the ball. Uh, Phil's passion and his competitive spirit is going to win him a lot of football games. That's what's going to happen over there. So I'm, I'm excited for him, man. I, I'm excited to see him uh, playing well. I think he just hit the 400, his 400th uh, touchdown mark. Um, and one day he's going to be a future Hall of Famer. Uh, he's, he should be up for the Hall of Fame when he's done. I think he will get in. Uh, so I, hopefully I'd like to see him go out and win some more football games and uh, you know finish off his career right. We're talking to Sean Merriman, his new podcast with iHeart, Lights Out Weekly. Encourage you to check that out. Sean, when you look at, uh, at a guy like Josh Allen, I would say the performance of Josh Allen has been a revelation over the start of this year and the finish of last year. He's becoming one of the most interesting and, uh, and fun quarterbacks to watch in the league. And it feels like it's kind of come out of nowhere. Did you see him progressing this far, this fast, to the point where he is right now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I went to the uh, Chargers-Bills game. You know, both my former teams playing each other out in Buffalo a few years back. And, uh, man, I, I watched him warm up doing it before the game. And I said, man, this guy got on. He was swinging it down the field 50 yards. And I just noticed one thing about him is his presence and his ability to command respect from the people around him. And I was like, this guy's going to be good. Now you throw in 
uh, you know, a, a Stephon Diggs now, and now you have uh, somebody who is a is a big threat. You got a quarterback with a big arm, making big plays, and it's a it's a, a fun and exciting time in Buffalo, man. I can tell you, playing there, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like playing in Buffalo, man. And especially when you win a football game, that city will get behind you beyond belief. We're talking to Sean Merriman, and we talked a little bit about the Cowboys defense. I wanted to hit you with this guy. Miles Garrett was a one-man wrecking crew for the Cleveland Browns, and he's been playing like that all year ever since he got that big contract. And honestly, ever since he had the incident at the end of uh, basically November of last year with Mason Rudolph and got suspended for the rest of the year, what do you think about his performance and what about him coming back from what could have been an ugly incident in his career and becoming one of the most dominant defensive linemen in the entirety of the league? Well, you know, he's always been dominant. Uh, right, I mean, sometimes it get overshadowed when your team is playing bad. But Miles Garrett has always been dominant, um, and it's unfortunate the incident he had because that's going to linger, and, and and people will always bring that up, and it will always be in a sense associated with something he's done. Um, but at the same time, man, it, it doesn't take away from his dominance and what he's been doing. The thing is, what's different now with Cleveland is they're playing well as a team, so it's getting noticed this much. You know, I've been watching him since the first day he came in the NFL. I said, this guy's going to be a beast. He's going to be, uh, you know, a top three or top four pass rusher at that position uh, where you can put him anywhere in the field. You can line him up at defensive end. You can put him at D-tackle. He's going to go out and make big plays. The thing is that they have an actual team around him now. Odell is playing insanely. Uh, and, and, you know, they got running backs back there that's, that's carrying a rock and the defense is stepping up. So they're getting more attention and now people are, are, are noticing miles garrett dominant what do you think what happens for a team like the texans and also the vikings when you've been in the playoffs and then you come back in the start of the next season the wheels start to come off the texans are now zero and four the vikings are one and three what are you seeing from these two teams well for one with the texans uh, a lot of their moves have been questionable um DeAndre Hopkins and getting rid of certain guys and bringing certain guys in, and you're like, well, why are you getting rid of the best one or two wide receiver in the National Football League? Uh, you're trying to win games here. So, um, on top of that, when you're not playing well as a team, and I seen JJ Watt came out and he was disgusted, man, because he's not used to losing, he's not okay with it, uh, and so a lot of other guys from the team. So. You know, it can get very ugly for these guys, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, I like Bill O'Brien a lot as a coach, but at some point in time, you know, if you keep looking like this, you're going to be on the hot seat, and they're going to look to look to move you. Talking to Sean Merriman, last couple of questions here for you. When you look at the, at the sort of larger landscape of the NFL, uh, it seems like the Seahawks are, with Russell Wilson right now, on a different level almost day-to-day in terms of their offense. Is there any doubt for you that he's the MVP of the league right now? No, no question. And it's a shame of what, what's happened to him as far as the votes in the past for, is, is being MVP. It's a shame because he's been a one-man wrecking crew. And now you, you got you know, he's been, got a great coach and he got some, some great teammates, but he himself has just been magical, man, and, and – uh, it's about time that he gets respect, man. And, and in the next few weeks, he'll be up uh, for the for the league MVP for sure. But D- DK Metcalf, man, is one of my favorite players to watch. That that dude, man, it's is he's just on such another level. I got a chance to meet him the day he got drafted, and I remember he came up and they, he, I guess he watched me growing up, and I was one of his favorite players. I walked in and I looked at him. I said, "What defensive end 
is getting drafted, right? Because that, that yeah. he was that big. We were literally looking eye to eye. We took a picture and we're neck to neck. And I said, wow, this, this is the specimen here. So uh, he's going to be fun to watch, man. I'm going to be watching closely. Love to watch him. He's explosive. Um, he's a freak athlete. And he's giving Russell Wilson um, just another spark now. We got double Monday Night Football games tonight because the Patriots-Chiefs game got moved and then you've got uh, the Falcons on the road going up against the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, probably going to be fun doubleheader to watch. Anything, any reason to expect that the Falcons or the Patriots could pull off the upsets in your mind? Well, <laughs> it's funny when you call it an upset because, you know, I know for one, I don't see the Falcons doing that. Not the way they're playing right now and the way they're giving up these uh, late game leads, and um, I just don't know what in the heck is going on out there in Atlanta. Uh, but yeah, man, you know Green Bay is, is fun. I like this year's Aaron Rodgers, man. It seems a little bit different than we've seen him in the past. He's much more relaxed. He's you know have a, a lot more fun, um, and just have a, a a new you know outlook on just this this his game and where he's at now. So this is going to be fun to watch. And uh, yeah, so I'm glad they did that. Move these games. Uh, outstanding stuff, Sean. We look forward to talking to you next week. Go check out the Lights Out podcast. Appreciate you joining us, my man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we're breaking down college football, as I just teased that we would, and uh, there's a lot of college football stories out there. If you love college football, and I know a huge number of our listeners do, and certainly I do as well, I put up a several thousand word piece every Sunday morning. First thing I do, get out of bed, uh, head straight to the computer and write for several hours. It's called the Starting 11, where I basically break down what I think are the 11 biggest stories coming out of every weekend in college football and right off the top what I want to say is I got to give a lot of credit to the SEC because we've seen all of the drama surrounding the positive tests in the NFL so far and I feel like I need to knock on wood furiously here the SEC has managed to return and has played every game so they've played 14 games seven in week one seven in week two we haven't yet had any issues arise And I know that if they can get through this week and the next week, they'll feel really good because they still have a bunch of bye weeks built in where they could theoretically be able to adjust on the fly as necessary. But again, I feel like I need to knock furiously on wood. So far, that hasn't been necessary. We haven't had any games that need to be rescheduled in the SEC so far. They have had 14 scheduled and they've gotten 14 in. So that's a positive right off the top. The larger context here. The biggest story, I thought, coming out of uh, what I will call major week two in college football, I know some teams have been playing longer, is the Big 12 is a mess. And Oklahoma in particular has started off 0-2 in the Big 12 for the first time since 1998. And uh, congratulations to Iowa State. The celebration was amazing to see in Ames. I know we have a lot of listeners in Iowa, probably some Iowa State fans listening to us right now. Been 60 years since Iowa State beat Oklahoma in Ames. So they've only beaten them, I think, seven times in the history of the two programs. 
So this doesn't happen very often, although it started to happen more frequently with Matt Campbell as the coach. And if you remember, Iowa State started the season in a very disappointing fashion with a uh, with a loss against Louisiana, but they have bounced back in a big way. The bigger issue here, though, is Oklahoma, which I don't know if the luster is starting to come off of Lincoln Riley, but because the honest truth was we thought, I think everybody did at this point, that based on how good Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts had all been back-to-back-to-back, that Oklahoma was just a juggernaut and they were never going to actually miss a step even as they broke in new quarterbacks. And Spencer Rattler, even on this show, Joel Klatt told us that he had the ability to make throws that, frankly, most college quarterbacks did not, and he expected him to hit the ground running. And it's not really fair to put it on Spencer Rattler. He wasn't perfect, but the defense has been the real issue with Oklahoma here. And they now have lost two in a row. You combine that with Texas going on the road and losing. Sorry, they lost at home, I think, right, to TCU. I mean, all of this has put the Big 12 in a major quandary. The only undefeated Big 12 team left is uh, Oklahoma State. And we know already how wacky at times Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State can be on a week-to-week basis. If I had to bet right now, I would say whoever wins the Big 12 is going to end up with two losses. And I think there's a very good chance the Big 12 is going to miss the playoff this year. If that happens, it will be 15 years since the Big 12 has won a national championship and the conference will continue to be 0-5 in the college football playoff. They have never won a college football playoff game. And so that is a major issue for Oklahoma and Texas going forward. It's a positive, however, if you are a Big 10 fan, if you are a Notre Dame fan potentially, if you're a Miami fan, if you're an SEC fan, or maybe if you're a Pac-12 fan, although I find it hard to believe that anybody from the Pac-12 is going to get in at 7-0 and when you've got SEC teams playing 11 games, when you've got uh, Big 12 and ACC teams playing 11 games. I think that's going to be a challenge for the college football playoff committee. But I do think the Big 12 is close to playing itself out of the playoff. All right, So that is big picture story there. In the ACC, we got three undefeated teams, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Miami. Clemson just looked okay in their performance against Virginia. Very even on rushing yards. Not a lot of movement one way or the other in that extreme, in that in that situation. So I'm curious to see whether Miami is ready for primetime because the Hurricanes, the U has looked like they were back a few times before and then it hasn't really happened. Are they able to really go toe-to-toe with Clemson? And what's Trevor Lawrence going to be capable of when he really has to step up against a high-caliber opponent? Right now, there are only two top 25 teams on Clemson's schedule. Notre Dame, well, they'll be on the road in November, I believe, and then also this game against Miami. So that's the ACC picture, by and large. North Carolina, by the way, and Mac Brown sort of hanging out there on the fringes. We'll see what exactly ends up happening with them. SEC, where we've got a lot of different games going on. How about Mississippi State? You talk about penthouse to the outhouse in the space of seven days. Last Monday, we talked with Mike Leach about his big win over LSU and how amazing K.J. Costello was throwing for over 600 yards. This Monday, we're talking about Arkansas coming on the road and beating Mississippi State 
to get their first win, Arkansas's first win. Congrats to all the Razorback fans out there listening. Arkansas's first win since October 28, 2017 in the SEC. And if you're sitting around and you're thinking, oh my God, October 28, 2017, if you're trying to put that into context when that happened, October 28, 2017, Brett Bielema was still the head coach. They won on the road in Oxford. That was a pretty incredible uh, amount of time to lose 20 straight games. Want to give props to Sam Pittman, uh, the head coach, to Barry Odom, the defensive coordinator, because basically what Barry Odom did was he said, we're not going to allow Mississippi State to beat us deep. We're going to make them throw underneath every time. We're always going to be deeper than the deepest man. And we're going to rely on the fact that they're not going to consistently make the right play. And they threw three interceptions. They had four turnovers. And Arkansas went on the road as a 17 or 18 point underdog and pulled off a big upset. The week after, Mississippi State went on the road and pulled off a big upset. Now, I mentioned Penthouse the Outhouse. The end result is Mississippi State is exactly where you would have believed they were going to be before the season started. Most people would have expected that they were going to lose to LSU and beat Arkansas. Instead, they beat LSU and lost to Arkansas, which is, again, a wild and wacky thing that sometimes happens with the way that offense is brought to bear in uh, the spread offensive attack that Mike Leach runs. A couple of other big things. Auburn. Auburn is now 3-13 and in their last 16 against Georgia. Put another way, the Georgia Bulldogs own Auburn. It's the South's oldest rivalry. Georgia came out and kicked Auburn right in the teeth, and they left me sitting here wondering, why in the world did I believe in Auburn football at all? Auburn got dominated on the line of scrimmage. Bo Nix in his second year doesn't look much different than he did in his first year. The Gus Bus, as Auburn fans like to call uh, the Gus Malzahn offense, I mean, I I tweeted that it, it had no wheels and it was on fire. Dub, you are a big Auburn fan. You're also an Auburn grad. What in the world is going on with Auburn football? Well, we can't really do much of anything, it seems. Our defense is not nearly as good as it has been in recent years. And our offense, we have Chad Morris now calling the plays. And the offense is you know, trying to become more pass-centric, it seems, rather than run-based. And the run's not working. The pass ain't working. Bo Nix it seems, has an extreme inability of staying in the pocket. It's so frustrating watching because he takes the snap, it waits about a second, maybe two, and then runs to the right as fast he as he can. He has not progressed, I think it's fair to say, relative to what you would have hoped. If you go back in time to when Auburn was playing in September of last year, for instance, and Bo Nix hits the big touchdown pass to beat Oregon, Justin Herbert, who we talked about, looks incredible. By the way, if I'm an Oregon fan, I'm watching Justin Herbert play in the NFL, and I'm saying, why is this dude better in the NFL than he was in college? I mean, I think that's a fair question. He seems to be getting a lot better coaching with the Chargers than he did with the Ducks. But you wouldn't expect that Bo Nix would still be the exact same player this year as basically he was last September. Yeah, there has been no progression, it seems. And looking at the numbers, 216 total yards and no touchdowns in a game against a team like Georgia, and really against any team, that's not going to win you any games. Uh, So Georgia has now served notice, by the way. They're a couple of touchdown favorites over Tennessee in terms of that game. That that line seems steep to me, but it's kind of hard to judge Tennessee, which found a way to win against South Carolina, then looked pretty dominant against Missouri. And this is a crazy stat for you. Tennessee, 
who was left for dead last year when Tennessee lost to begin the season to Georgia State and to BYU to start 0-2. Everybody was throwing dirt on Jeremy Pruitt's coaching grave. And then something crazy happened. Tennessee has now won eight football games in a row, six in the Southeastern Conference. That's their longest consecutive Southeastern Conference winning streak in 20 years. That also is right now the longest winning streak in major conference college football, Power 5 football in the entire nation. And now the question is, is Tennessee, now that they've beaten you know, the South Carolinas, the Missouris, the Vanderbilt, the Kentuckys of the world, are they ready to go to the next level and prove that they can compete for an SEC East title with the likes of Georgia and Florida? That's what we're going to kind of see on this Saturday coming up. It's the CBS game of the week. Uh, I like Tennessee to cover that 14. I think they have a really talented rush attack. Ty Chandler, Eric Gray at running back. Jared Garantano, very wobbly, but I like the offensive line talent. I think they've got the hay in the barn, so to speak, on the offensive and defensive lines to be able to compete with all the talent that Georgia has. And there may be some weather issues. I hate to be weather guy, but that makes you think it's going to be kind of a muddy, low-scoring game. I just, I'm just i intrigued to see what happens in that one because right now, Dub, we're down to only four undefeated teams in the SEC after only two weeks. I don't think anybody would have predicted that. Florida, Georgia, Alabama, all three undefeated. And then we've got hanging out there in the fourth spot undefeated, Tennessee. That's it. So we only have right now four undefeated teams in the SEC. And again, if you're a Big Ten fan, if you're a Pac-12 fan, if you're an ACC fan, uh, the more teams lose, the more difficult it becomes for the college football playoff committee. And given the fact that Tennessee's going on the road against Georgia, you know that at least one of those teams is going to lose. You're going to be down to three, boom, pretty fast. Now, Georgia then plays against Alabama, so another one of those teams are going to lose. Heck, in a couple of weeks, you're going to be down to potentially just two undefeated teams in uh, the SEC, and we'll see how it plays out from there. But this is a, a storyline certainly that is worth following. Other, uh, other storylines that I thought are out there, I really firmly believe that Kyle Trask is, is, should be the favorite right now to win the Heisman Trophy. That's how good I believe that Kyle Trask has been playing. Uh, he had a bunch more touchdown passes. He's now got 10 through two weeks. Uh, he's going to have a big game this weekend against Texas A&M, and that is the other part of this story. Texas A&M is paying Jimbo Fisher $7.5 million a year. They're not getting their money's worth right now. Alabama averaged 16.1 yards per pass attempt against Texas A&M on Saturday. They got uh, behind the defensive backs for Texas A&M over and over and over again. Alabama hung 50 on them. And as a result, it doesn't look like Jimbo Fisher, at least to me so far, is cutting very much into that distance between Alabama and Texas A&M. It's now been eight years, by the way, since Texas A&M beat Alabama. Alabama has won eight consecutive games in this series since Johnny Menzel pulled off the upset. And it looks like Alabama is quite a bit head and shoulders above anybody else in the SEC West right now. In fact, you can make the argument that Alabama may be the best team in the SEC, but you can make the argument that we've reversed back into the 1990s in the SEC where the next three best teams in the SEC may well be Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee, which was the case in the SEC for many years uh, back in the day. 
So we'll see whether or not that actually holds true. But for a long time, the SEC West had been better than the SEC East. I'm not sure that that's true anymore, particularly at the top of these divisions. And so I'll come through. We come back. I'll give you my outkick top 10. I'll also let you know how I think the SEC is uh, is shaking out. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the NFL as well. I appreciate all of you uh, hanging out with us. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are a couple things that uh, that I think are also worth hitting we haven't hit so far. First of all, I rank my OutKick top 10. And when I do the OutKick top 10, I try to do it in the context of only games that have actually taken place. In other words, I don't do a preseason expected poll. I look at the games that have actually been played and rank based on those games all the way through. So I'm not ranking anybody in the Big Ten, anybody in the Pac-12, anybody that hasn't played already. And so here is my top 10 as it stands as we get ready for the next week in college football. I've got Alabama 1. I've got Georgia 2. I've got Clemson 3. Florida 4. Notre Dame 5. Miami 6. Tennessee 7. BYU 8. Oklahoma State, 9, and Cincinnati, 10. All right, so my top 10 in college football right now, no Big Ten teams included, no Pac-12 teams included because none of those teams have played. I've got Bama, 1, Georgia, 2, Clemson, 3, Florida, 4, Notre Dame, 5, Miami, 6, Tennessee, 7, BYU, 8, Oklahoma State, 9, and Cincinnati, 10. So that is kind of putting a bow on the college football discussion for hour two. We'll discuss this with Joel Klatt here coming up in a few minutes in the third hour of the program. But I also want to hit on a little bit, and we'll talk about this some at the start of hour three as well. The Miami Heat came back last night after getting down 0-2 and won game three to make it a little bit potentially more interesting of a series. Jimmy Butler went off. But here's something you're not hearing very many people talk about in the overall landscape of sports. Game two of this series was played on Friday night. We don't have the ratings yet for game three. But if I am in an NBA ownership group, or if I'm an NBA executive, or I'm a television executive, I am getting heartburn every time the NBA ratings come back. On Friday night, with virtually no competition... Because all we had was the San Diego Padres going up against the St. Louis Cardinals. The only other really major sporting event going on Friday night. Only 4.5 million people watched the NBA Finals Game 2. That is the fewest number of people that have ever watched an NBA Finals going all the way back throughout my entire life. Think about that for a minute. Fewer than any point in the last 40 years, viewership for the NBA. And last year, when the Toronto Raptors were playing against the Golden State Warriors, 13.9 million people watched. 
This year, game two, that's game two last year. This year, game two, 4.5 million people watched. Nearly a 70% decline in audience for the NBA. That's worse than any sporting event that we have seen anywhere. Why? I think because the NBA has gotten too woke. And people get mad at me when I point out what is, I believe, incontrovertibly true. People want to watch sports to escape the serious things in their lives. There's politics everywhere. It's impossible to escape everything to the nth degree is political now. And the NBA embraced left-wing politics more than any sports league ever has. They got woke, and as a result, their ratings are going broke. And I don't know how they're going to dial this back for next season, but if Adam Silver and these owners and the Players Association representatives and everybody who cares about the business side sits down with the players and says, hey, look, you're going to make half of what you thought you were going to make in your salaries based on the way things are going right now with the lack of fan attendance, with the lack of viewership, with the overall collapse of the NBA brand. Jason Whitlock wrote a good column. We'll talk to him about this tomorrow, about how he believes uh, that, that the legacy of LeBron James is going to be that he completely forfeited all the goodwill that was built up by Magic and Larry and Michael Jordan and everybody else in the NBA over the last 40 years. The NBA, remember the NBA is fantastic. I love this game. It's not that league anymore. They have decided to get immensely political. And as a result, the vast majority of American sports fans have said, I'll find something else to do. And I'm probably the only show that will even talk about this because so many people are afraid to point this out because they're like, oh, people will be mean to me on Twitter if I point out that the NBA is collapsing. Think about how much the NFL got ripped and how much coverage there was when its ratings dropped by 19%. The NBA ratings just dropped by almost 70%. It's unheard of. From 13.9 million watching Game 2 last year to 4.5 million watching Game 2 this year. That's unheard of. We come back, top of hour three. We'll talk about Sunday Night Football. The NFL overall will also be joined by Joel Klatt to talk about more in college football, all football pretty much, third hour of this program. Appreciate all of you. I'm Clay Travis. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.